0: And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is my podcast, The Art of Health. I guess it does have a title to it. So, subject for today, this was a request off of a Twitter, actually, and I forget who specifically asked it. Let me see if I can find the gentleman who asked There's a question concerning, the question is, dieting rebound. So when you're dieting, you've been dieting for a while, and you are coming out of a diet, how do you go about doing that in such a way that you don't gain excess weight? Uh, It was Mark that asked it. So Mark's question was, if you've been dieting for a while, how can I end my diet and go back to eating normally and not pack on the pounds again? So this is, this is a good question. This is worth discussing. So when we talk about dieting, obviously we're talking about eating hypocalorically. We're talking about we've been eating less than we're expending for a period of time. That comes with certain effects on the metabolism on your physiology. And I'm not going to go into the, the particularities of the science of it, just because, as I say often, a lot of the, the small details, it's really not important unless you're studying the minor, minute mechanisms that govern those things. But for a general comprehensive overview, when you diet, you undereat, you undereat for periods of time, and what happens? Your energy levels start to drop off when you've been dieting for 4, 5, 6, 10, 12, 13, 15, 16 weeks, you know, 20 weeks, so your energy levels start to be affected. Certain aspects of metabolism will start to slow down, just in regards to you know, energy expenditure, so thyroid sex hormones, testosterone, general neurological activity. There's a reason that people who are dieting intensely often feel tired. They feel maybe a little bit of brain fog. Your body doesn't have enough energy circulating through it. So these are pretty fundamental operations that start to slow down. Um, And I don't think that concept is too incomprehensible to people that if you deprive a system of energy that it needs, that system is going to slow down by default the system will always match the energy input that it's receiving. And if you're trying to push that system to keep expending energy beyond a level of input, well, think about that equation. How can you have the same output for lesser input? You really can't. So something has to give. And that something is usually excess body fat. You know, hopefully, you know, we're burning excess body fat to make up for the, the deficit, we could say, you know, to make up for the, uh, the, the difference of intake. So, how do you handle coming out of a diet? Well, there's, there's different ways to do this, and the overall body of literature on this doesn't give us a lot of answers. It, now, let's, let's see. Let's go through. There's about three ways, if I could make this categorical. There's three approaches you could take. The traditional way, something of like the bodybuilding way, so to speak, was that you diet for a long period of time, you stop your diet, and then you just go back to maintenance calories. Now, that can be very reasonable and appropriate under certain conditions. If you're somebody that you are already metabolically healthy, that your diet was not one in which you were deprived to the point of, let's say, going psycho crazy, if your diet was well-structured, if your activity and lifestyle were maintained... You could, let's say, be dieting and be having only 1,800 calories, you go back to eating 2,800, and your body weight will naturally go up because it needs to, but you're not going to have any negative ramifications beyond that. However, if you've been dieting in such a manner where you've negatively affected your digestion, you've negatively affected your uh, thyroid production, you've negatively affected your sex hormone production, coming out of a diet can be a very complicated process in some cases. What happens for people like bikini competitors, for example, this is very infamous in the bodybuilding world. You have women where women are not meant to have a really low body fat percentage. They're not. Women are not. If you're a woman listening to this, your body fat is not supposed to be super low because it's not healthy. There's a reason why women have higher fat levels than men. Very uh, foundational physiological reasons. You're supposed to carry more body fat on you if you're a female. For women that diet and they diet hardcore and they diet for four, five, six months, and they try to just stop their diet, they have all these physiological and psychological ramifications of being deprived for so long, and you may literally be malnourished. And your body will re- rebound accordingly because it doesn't want that starvation situation to happen again. So it will prioritize storing body fat at a much higher level than before. It will both increase the appetite and keep your energy levels down. So that's why it's not uncommon for female fitness competitors, bodybuilding competitors, bikini competitors, you can have horrible metabolic rebound effects where your health can be very unstable for periods of time after dieting. This because it's not about just the calorie intake, it's because your whole hormonal cascade in your body got completely thrown out of whack, thrown out of functionality by your manner of dieting. So for women, when we talk about, you know, dieting for women, this is specific to, you know, obviously fitness and physique most women are not metabolically healthy to get that low, to get that you know to get their body composition that low. That's just a reality. To get very lean as a female, it must be done over years. It can't just be forced in weeks. You cannot force those kinds of metabolic changes to happen within a short period of time and expect them to last. Now, for men, men are more metabolically resilient. So, for a guy coming out of a diet, if your diet was, if the worst thing that happened to you was, fuck, I am so fucking hungry, but I'm really lean, and you are physiologically healthy otherwise, and you don't have food issues, craving issues of any great degree. Uh, it's just more so a case of just low energy and being hungry. You could just resume a normal manner of eating, and you'll be all right. That's if you're very healthy, you have good lean body mass, you're muscular, you're you know, let's just say you live that kind of the, the fit lifestyle. Let's just say that let's be generic. You know, you eat clean. You, you know, like I like to say, you you eat clean, you live lean, you train mean. Just go back to doing what you're doing. However, if you are somebody, let's say you dieted intensely for a period of time and you were previously obese, it is not in your best interest at all on a psychological, metabolic, physiological level to just resume a normal manner of dieting. For people that are obese, for people that have been really overweight and they're trying to diet down and go back up, you want to follow more of a reverse model approach where you, over a period of time, slowly lower calories and then over a period of time, you raise calories. And that doesn't mean you diet six months, cutting your calories for six months straight, and then slowly raise calories over six months. It, it's, you know, again, there's no science to this at all. It's like, well, what's this time frame? Well, there's. Let's be generic. I'm going to give out my personal recommendations based on professional experience. So these are my professional recommendations. However long you've been dieting for. So if you've been dieting for, let's say, 12 weeks, take a a third of amount of time to reverse your diet. So if you dieted for 12 weeks, take one month and bump up your calories, let's say 10%, 10%, 10% each week. That'd be one example. Let's say you've been dieting very hardcore for six months. Okay? Take two months and raise your calories, raise your calories, raise your calories, raise your calories, raise your calories. Now, these approaches are novel. And when I say novel, I mean you're not going to read, a, open up a book and say, Oh, well, this book said a quarter of the time. This book said a third time. There's no real scientific recommendations for this because it's too variable. It's very hard to study long-term dieting populations and really see everything you're doing just because you cannot account for every variable factor of how people live their life. You can only go off so many things. And in clinical studies, you're only supposed to study one thing at a time. You can't study multiple variables. So that's why there's so much differentiation with recommendations. That's why it's hard to find good dietary advice that's grounded in science. It's because science, or at least science as it's practiced today, so to speak, it's very limited by its own self-imposed boundaries. And a lot of cl- uh, clinicians, a lot of medicine, they're not willing to explore these things It's because, you know, it comes with risk factors. In a lot of research, you're, g- you're not going to find straight line answers. You're going to find ambiguous answers. You're going to find general guidelines you can practice. And it's, there's a lot of interpretation to it. And it requires a multi- multidisciplinary approach to really even comprehend the stuff and extract information from in the first place. So when you're listening to me even tell you this stuff right now as to, well, what should I do with this, that, as I always say, I can't give specifics until I know circumstances. I cannot give answers until I know context. That said, so for the approaches for dieting rebounds, since I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, you have three approaches. You could take a simple approach of just resume normal eating. You're at hypocaloric, you know, levels of calories, go back to isocaloric. You could do that. If you are endomorphic, if you are very overweight, obese, if you've been overweight in the past, if you were dieting very long-term and you know that your body is very prone to fat storage, take the second approach, take a reversal approach. You know, whatever long you're dieting for, take about a third of the time to reverse your calories slowly, and that will keep your body from Getting body fat that will keep your metabolism from making weird adjustments. That will allow you to re-acclimate to a normal lifestyle level of eating. You could do that. The other approach you could do, and this is a hypercaloric approach, this is to capitalize on the fact that your body is very starved for calories. And this is assuming that you're muscular, you have great metabolic robustness, you're you're anti-fragile that way, you want to take advantage of this rebound to put more muscle tissue in your body. This is a well-known effect in the bodybuilding world of people where they diet very hardcore, they get really lean, and then post their post dieting, they put on some new muscle tissue since their body is very primed for new growth. So the third approach would be a hypercaloric approach, almost, you know, not hypercaloric, excessive, but hypercaloric to a degree that you're actually going to overeat a little bit. Take the first, you know, three months of training, adjust to slightly over maintenance calories, stick with you know a similar level of activity, activity of training. Or even step up your training and take advantage of the new muscle growth. That's another approach you could take. Some guys and even some women respond very well to that. So those are the three you know, general approaches. So you just have normal, you know, uh, normal resumption, normal you know resuming maintenance calories. You have a reversal approach, and that has some variability to it, obviously depending on your circumstances. And then you have a hyperchloric approach of. I've gotten to 4% body fat, i am got off stage, holy shit, I can't wait to eat, and I'm still pretty healthy, so I'm going to train, maybe I'm only training 4 days a week, fuck, I'll step up to 6 days a week, and I'm going to actually eat more than I've seen before. You could try that. So those those are the general novel approaches to coming out of a diet. Which one is best for yourself? As I always say, circumstance, Context. Hopefully you got some useful information out of that. I'll end this one there since I don't want to talk too long about the subject, but this gives some general insights or some, you know, hopefully insightful insights if there is such a thing. Double affirmative. If you enjoy this podcast, find me on Patreon, uh, at Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, The Art of Health. Find me on my website, alexanderjuanantoniocortez.com, and I will talk to you guys again. Good luck.